today on the podcast we have Clinton. Clinton is a web developer, Android developer, YouTuber, graphic designer and many more. He's going to tell us how he came from being a normal Nigerian boy to Clinton that he is today. Good evening, it's my pleasure and I'm happy to be here. Okay, so um, Clinton, when did it all start? Let me start from there. Like, When did you get the initiative? Did you just wake up? One morning saying that yes, I want to be all these things. No, not that, not as not that I just woke up one morning and decided to like start coding or like side editing. Not at all. Um it started way back. Let me say my journey started right from when I was eighteen. Like when I was growing up, I had this passion of like drawing. I always sketch out sketch out people and the rest so there was a drawing I did with my uncle sword and he said okay Clint, I want you to like do more I want you to go more into this stuff and other things I did a drawing I did a painting of um comrade Adam so show more less then wow. I was I think I think I was seven years then then he said the, sorry I want you to the drawing was he able to see it Ooh, my uncle. No, no. Um, Adam was Adam Zoshomale. Was he able to see the painting? By any chance? not. Oh wow. No, unfortunately not. Oh. But my uncle saw it and he said, "Yeah, Clint, I want you to really go into this and other stuff." Then, mm-hmm. after then, another thing that also captured the mind of my family members and many other people was. When I relocated to Abuja, then I started my innovation. So I started building things. I started innovating things out of carton and some homemade material, which wow. I innovated like it. Then I innovated a biscuit dispenser and also, um, also like an ATM. Yeah, sorry. I innovated an ATM to ATM machine that could dispense cash. Well, out of yeah, well out of carton. Then I also did like a car that has a remote control. The remote control is made out of carton and some other materials. That was that car actually made it on a competition. That was my school was like having a talent of competition. Then I did that car. Then I made the winner of my category. I did a car and a and the ATM machine. Wow. I remember that car stuff. I tried making it like five to ten times. They were all failures. Um, so speaking of your school, I'm very sure you must be an a straight A student. Sorry, I didn't get that. I said speaking of school, speaking of classes, I'm very sure you must be a straight A student. You were just like blasting all the exams, going through A A A A all the way, right? Like, like I would say, for most, yeah, my result has always been good, right? Sometimes, couple with coding and a lot of stuff that I'm doing. Some people do ask me, Clinton, how do you cope with? Like, I do get this question often, Clinton, how do you cope with school or how do you cope with your studies and cope with all these things that you're doing? And at the end of the term, you always come out with one of the best results. I was so, about to ask the same thing, sincerely. 
So like um, of recent, I had an interview with Digital Times Africa. So wow. they asked me the same question. And I said, yeah, if you have passion or you believe in what you are doing, there's a way you have to... For instance, if you are a programmer, you, some people do get this belief that if I spend more time in coding or doing my own personal stuff, I don't get the time to read for my exam or at the end of the day, I might even see my exam. But for me, that was never my thought right from time. I always think positively. I think about where I think about what I will become in future. I think about where I will be in the next five years from now. So, mm. yeah, for so me, it was actually different thing. So why coding? I mean, you already had the craftsmanship. You already had the, you are you were already an engineer from the start. So why why does why why not continue with your mechanical engineering potential? Why dive into software engineering? that's a long story for me, sir. But actually, software development came in early. 2017, if I'm not mistaken. So my uncle is someone that actually believed in me. So I, I was like, I based this my uncle in Abuja. So he believed in what I can do, and he really wanted me to go into too. So he decided, he called me one Facebook day, and he said, Clinton, I want you to go into Texas properly. I want you to learn more programming and the rest. And I said, if it's going to, like, if it's what I enjoy doing, no problem for me. Then he registered me in the ICT class of school. Normally, that class I'm supposed to do it. I'm supposed to attend the class in the space of three months, but because of some certain things, I was able to complete the whole course. Normally, I had Java Basics, Java Intermediate, Java Advanced, Java GUI. Normally, I was supposed to cover the whole course within six months, but because of certain things, I was able to cover the whole course in the space of one month. Wow. So that was when my, that was when coding, when it comes to coding, that was when my coding career started and all. So I learned Java. So it's not a set of programming language for me. So I learned Java, but not fully. But when I left the programming class, I went further to make my research. I'm someone that likes research a lot. I spend most of my day my my laptop is like my best friend. I spend most of my day in my laptop. Sometimes I can just be here. You think that I'm watching one like comedy on YouTube and other stuff. No, I'm either making research or trying to put put some things in order, trying to code. I only spend maybe out of 24 hours, I spend maybe 30 to one hour, 30 minutes to one hour watching movies, not even movies, maybe probably comedy on YouTube. Yeah. Wow. Fascinating. You're making me you're making me feel like my Netflix was a waste of money. Oh, no problem. Um, so now that you've dived into coding, like what do you think will be the next thing for you? I just see myself making ways. When people do a lot of people do ask me that same question. So what I just have to say is that I see myself making waves. I see myself making impact and living like I want to live a life that people will 
like they want to follow my footsteps. Like for when it comes to tech space, I really admire the tech space, the creative industry so much. So I really want to go into it. I really want to work with young minds such as what I'm currently doing. I have a platform called Codespace. Codespace was actually founded in 2020 by mm-hmm. me. Then it was founded as just a normal brand. I was the only one and all this stuff. So I was working on my own and all this stuff. Wow. With that name, Codespace, back 2020, I worked on like three various websites, if I'm not mistaken. And those websites were for people or let me say a company which is not in Nigeria. So the that name process as they existed since 2020, then early this year I decided to say okay, let's bring more people in, let's work on something together. Let's let's let the world know that we are capable of doing this stuff. Let's let's try to change the narrative of tech space for young teens that want to go into it and other things. Okay, so um, I was following on. I was following you on LinkedIn, and I I came across one of your posts saying you claim that you will change the world with a single line of code. And as a software developer myself, I don't think there is a um there's a program or programming language that allows you to change or create anything with one line of code. Can you please elaborate? For me, when I if you see that statement in any of my posts, it's like it's just like there's nothing that is impossible in this world. There are people who created that programming language like Java, PM, Python, HTML. There are people who also created those programming language. So there's nothing that is impossible. You can be one of the youngest team from Nigeria to create a just a simple program with just like one line of code. So it's just like that. Like earlier, I think last week or so. So yeah, I normally do my IT. My boss, my boss asked me, he said, Clinty, you are into Java, right? I said yes. He said, Can you code? Can you like write a code for me that could add two numbers together? Then I said, Yeah, sure, that's not a problem. He said, because yeah, he thinks that if you want to write such a code, it's going to be like more than 20 to 100 lines of code. Then I said, okay, no problem. Then I got, I took his computer. I installed NetBeans on it. Then I coded it. When I coded it, he looked at the code. I run the program for him. The thing was working perfectly well. He said, whoa, just five lines of code where was able to add two numbers together and even subtract the number. Then I said, yes, that is programming for you. So there's nothing that is impossible. Someone is young mind out there can actually change the world, can actually develop his own programming language to borrow that. With just three lines of code, you can build your application. Wow, so I would take that as something you are working on, right? You are working, you are working on um, Clinton Plus Plus to allow <laughs> yeah. three lines of code. Yeah, it's really, <laughs> it's really plus plus. Yeah, yeah, but definitely if we make, if we really like focus on the tech space and we really went deep, like we are, as we are doing that, we are going deep into the tech space day by day. There are some things that you figure out that you can actually, there was a day 
I remember when I was still learning Java. So then I was still learning. So I wrote the program. Normally the program was actually, I don't, the program was to like display the text, hello world. And when it displayed that text, it's supposed to stop running. Then when I created the program, it didn't display hello text. Then the thing keeps running, 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 like displaying it often and other stuff. Then my teacher then asked me, he said, are you trying to form your own programming language and other stuff? That was the question he asked me because normally the code, because he himself has not seen such a code that normally if you code, if you write that type of code, it's just to display the test once. So if you want to display the test on that one, you have to like duplicate it and all the stuff. But with that line of code that I just wrote, it was able to like bring out the test in like more than 100 times and all the stuff. Um, great. So what do you think about Nigeria and the tech space generally like? Nigeria currently, to be honest, is, is a piece of shit. Let's be honest. So, and there are so many factors that are affecting the tech space. Tech is young, young tech is coming out. It is either the location, like as an iOS developer now, there are certain limitations to what I can do on an iPhone because I'm here in Nigeria. What, what do you think is the next thing for Nigeria? Do you think Nigeria can be one of the evolved technological countries. Yes, I think so. I think so. Because like um, Nigeria has been growing significantly and yeah, let me use the word, the tech space has been growing significantly and people will actually appreciate it more often if they see young tech minds coming up, building massive projects showcasing what the what the what out there like i said like i said earlier i only say this i said programming because i make i do make research often programming has been very rapidly for a while now since let's say 2016. seeing tech set up getting used funds in the last years there will be more of that if we just focus more on it if we just have this passion to be in the tech space, to be in the creative industry. Tech talent being exported to other countries. That is what we are actually looking for. For instance, you can be an iOS developer there in Nigeria and with you just developing one single application that means a lot to the world. You can see the white, like the white men will come to Nigeria, they will try to take it to their country because they've seen something in you that they know they can achieve without you. So they will try to bring you outside the country to come and work on a project with them or work for them. That, that, that so is hopefully good. more. I said, that is, that, is Sorry, all, I that is all good, but that's like taking a star out of the whole universe. The universe is dark. You're taking a star that brightens yeah. the universe. It still leaves the universe dark, even yeah. darker. What do you think? Do you think like do we need the gov- do we need the government's help to make this universe we call Nigeria a bright space? Or do you think we can do it all by ourselves? For me, 
I don't think we need any government. Because currently the government are not helping issues when it comes to taxes. I'm serious about it, they are not helping issues. I wish they are helping issues. You should have like, like, how would I put it? They should have helped the taxes more, like providing more equipment, trying to like educate kids more of technology and the rest. But now we can actually do that alone without the government. Yeah. You can do, you can, you like where you went, for instance, let me say you are not a self developer, you went outside there, you attended the class and all the stuff. You attended that class for a reason, that is to make ways. You attended that class to actually become something in the future. So if you are waiting for the government to like see your work first and all the stuff, and then maybe try to promote the taxes. I just feel like you are going backwards rather than going forward. But if you keep doing what you are doing, one day, those things that you did is actually going to change the narrative of taxes in Nigeria, especially. Because when I look at other countries, I do see other Af African countries do appreciate their taxes lot more than Nigeria. Hmm. Um, so, so there is there is something my mother and I argue on. There is this channel. There are these channels on DSTV, like AIT, NTA. So once in a while, my mother will go there, and what they will be showing her are like graduates of universities that are making drones, graduates of universities that are still using cardboard to play, calling in technology, and it is it is it is disheartening. Also, like. With the nickname they give Nigeria has been one of the dangerous countries in, in terms of scam and other other um bad acts. Yeah, other bad acts. I have I have like experienced it. I have tried freelancing and have and I have lost a number of projects because of I come from Nigeria. At some point, you you will look at your country and you'll be like. Okay, I, I I don't want to be in Nigeria anymore. The, the time they banned Twitter, I actually changed everything of mine to the USA in, using VPN. I changed my Apple ID, everything. Well, I thank God I don't own a bank account yet, so I can't I can't really change my bank account. But as for that time, I was I was I was completely on PayPal. I I I could say like I regret being in Nigeria. Do you think that is something people should emulate or people should stick to their country that doesn't bring any yield or is not about to bring any yield? Or do you believe that something will come over, like overnight, something will just happen and everything will change all of a sudden, if not to the moon, to start from somewhere? Do you think so? Yeah, I'm first, I'm going to answer one question right there. You see, our African parents, did you believe that there is nothing, that is nothing good comes out from Nigeria and all the stuff, which is the same impression people outside the country do get, like the white men and all the stuff. When you, when you say, I'm from Nigeria, they are like looking at you strangely and all the stuff. Yeah. So let me, one thing, my mom also did say that. For instance, when I tell my mom, I say, yeah, I'm going to make something massive in this Nigeria. She was like, 
say which Nigeria? What has Nigeria given to you? Exactly. I don't expect Nigeria. To, I don't expect Nigeria to give me anything, but I am working towards it to give the young ones coming something that they they themselves will benefit from, which is I'm not just talking about tech space in general now. We are the we are the upcoming. How would I put it? We are the future. So we have to plan towards our future. If we are waiting for Nigeria or waiting for one government to help us give us job opportunity, it's really a waste of time. For it, let's take for instance that you are a software developer. If you focus more on maybe your iOS development and other stuff, tomorrow you can as well build a massive company there in Nigeria that you are just you just sit down in your house and say you start receiving credit alert in your in your phone. So I think our parents do have that mentality that yeah, Nigeria is nothing because of the present state of our country and other stuff. But for me, I believe that we are the future and we have the opportunity to change everything in Nigeria. So you think that if you have I don't the know, I understand. You think that if you have the zeal no matter the cost on Nigeria, it cannot affect you, right? So, yeah, it cannot affect me because I know where I'm going to. I, I know what I want to achieve. Okay, so now let's go Stop. more. Let's, let's go more on quote okay. space. So, um, yeah. what are the future? I feel like I've, I have asked this question before, but for the sake of podcasts, um, what are the few, what is the future of code space? Like, what do you, what do you have in plan for code space? We have Apple. You are, you're beginning to think like Steve Jobs, to be honest. I recently watched this documentary and I'm seeing these Steve Jobs vibes in you. You're beginning to think like Steve Jobs. So do you think code space will be something like Apple or the next Google or Samsung, Amazon? What, what do you think? What, do, what, what are your plans for code space? Well, for code space, I don't intend to emulate or copy someone what someone has done. I'm trying to bring out my own style, my own content out there, which is, like I said earlier, Codespace is a platform aimed to build a community for teenagers. So I'm out there trying to work with my fellow teenagers, trying to bring them together. Let's work on something that the society will not only appreciate you for, but we appreciate the work we're done for. So because of my love for early teaching text keys to young people, that platform is aimed to show the world how ready and capable teenagers, we teenagers are to rewrite the African narrative through technology. Mm. So Codespace is not just a platform where we are just going to be maybe working on teamwork and other stuff, but it's also serves as a freelance portal or a freelancing platform that bridges the gap between a company and every tech guru. Like, I always say this, everyone, if as far as you are part of the Codespace family already, you are a developer, you are a UI designer, you are already a tech guru. So no matter what people are they think about you, but we as Codespace, we think that you are a tech guru, 
and you know that you're going to actually change and impact someone's life with what you're currently doing. Yeah. Interesting. As I said earlier, I was already feeling um Steve Jobs vibes in you. Steve Jobs said something. He was he said, don't do better than your opposition. Do differently than your opposition. Everybody, yeah. anybody that wants to start an organization now is looking at the monetary gain they'll get from it. But you say you want to start an organization that will rephrase the um the teenagers' eyes. Yeah, if I'm right, it will rephrase, it will rephrase the way people look at Nigerian teenagers. Because of nowadays, any teenager that is holding an iPhone automatically is a scammer. Any any teenager that is wearing an expensive clothes automatically is a scammer. Is a scammer. So, like, how does that yeah. affect you presently? Like, personally, I I feel I feel disgusted anytime you see me with an iPhone and you just call me, hey, you're a scammer, or police stopping you on the way, telling you to set your bag, and at the end of the day, telling you to bring something for the boys, and you have and you and you have no other option. Than to just give them. If not, you, no one can tell what they will do to you. How how does that affect you? Does that does that give you fear to move I, with your gadgets, with your laptop, or are, are you just cool with it? Are you just being on your own? Um, for me, I would say that is not enough reason to be afraid. You are in your country. You are a citizen of that country. So, for instance. A police star harassing you because you're moving around with an iPhone or an Apple product and all the stuff. For me, I feel it's like more of the corruption. That is the state of corruption in our country. So don't blame the police. I will always say that don't blame the police. Rather blame the government because if they are paying the police good or they are paying them their normal salary, the police will not go out there to start taking bribes or to start harassing people. And one thing we should always have in our mind is that those orders come from the government. So the police can't just go to the streets and start. That's why if you look at it very deeply, you see that when it, like for instance, a policeman arrests someone because he has bread or he has an iPhone and all those stuff, the government don't interfere in the matter. Even if they interfere, it's just going to be like they will just like play the play that issue run like a ball and other stuff. Because they are the one actually passing the order to the police. They gave the order to the police. Yeah. So I wish those orders did not come from the top, our top men, or the, those orders did not come from the government. The police will not go out there to start arresting people. Because if they go out there to start harassing people because they are owning an iPhone, the government is supposed to sue that police officer for it. Yeah, I was. I, I think was, that is what. I was also the same. During that NSAS time, that protest, and all what Buari could say was, we dissolved SARS. I'm thinking the, the government has something to do. But I wanted to look at it in a different perspective, in the perspective of, assuming you are Tim Cook, in the, in the perspective of Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple, what does it mean to stop a certain set of people from using your products without the product being cause any harm to them? 
the product then it's it's not exploding everywhere it's not leaking any privacy reports what what do you think do you think do you think it is okay for the government to do that legally oh. and i don't know legally do you think it's yeah okay? if i have to look at it in that perspective i would say for me it's not good and i don't buy the idea to that hmm. Just let, let's take for instance now. I developed an app called Afro now. So the app is basically the aim of the app is to actually enable people out there to watch live TV station 24-7 for free. Like the live TV station you always watch in your TV and all the stuff. You can watch it on your phone for free and with less data, the data consumption is well calculated. So let's take for instance, I have that type of app out there, and then the government starts banning people from using the app and all this stuff. I will actually go further to ask, I'll say, what, like, what happened? Why did you ban the app? Because normally the app is to actually help people out there. Because it's not everybody, some people, sometimes you do buy data. And when you use all these apps like DSTV and the rest, it consumes data. It consumes data a lot. I've witnessed that. It consumes data a lot. And now you've seen someone that was able to build that type of app that does not consume data a lot. Then you are not banding the app. You are banding people from using the app. That means you don't want your, like, you don't want your country to be advanced when it comes to technology. Mm. Okay. Um. So earlier you said um you you worked on some projects. You built some things with um. You built some things like toy cars with cartons. You are a software developer. Yeah. You built some applications. Okay. So taking yeah. all that in, you have to like have a productive setup, like a productive timeline you use it reminds us uh by this time i do this by this time i do that because of just to hold school and coding together there are times when i feel bumped out and i just find myself in bed what what is your like scheme or what is your plan to stay productive throughout the day like for me i will not say i have a i've like a special plan that I use because I do call myself a multi-talented person. So I have a lot of things that I can do in a day that so many people are there can do complete in a day. So most time in my free time, like I said earlier, I said my computer is my best friend, my laptop. Anywhere I'm going to, my laptop is always with me. So for instance, I'm just outside. I just have like maybe 10 to 20 minutes free time. I'm going to open my computer, connect my internet, either make research or try to code something, try to figure out something new. So I don't, I would not really say I have that special maybe timeline set for myself. After school, once I get back home, I know that, okay, I have to eat, maybe take my shower, rest a little bit, then just do a little bit of fast rest that I need to do. 
then the many times that I have, instead of me sitting there, I know that, okay, I need to study or I need to do, I have to do something for school and all the stuff. Once that is done, I do have extra time. Just take, for instance, let me say Monday to Friday, I do go to bed, maybe. I do go to my bed around 11 or 12, but I don't sleep that time. It does not mean because I went upstairs, I'm sleeping, or I do go to bed 10. It does not mean because I'm upstairs, I'm sleeping. I might be upstairs there. If you don't see me with my computer, you see me with my phone. So in my phone, I always make that. So that's period that I mostly use my phone during in the night. Once I'm through my computer, I just leave that downstairs in my computer. I have like a studio for it. I have a little bit of studio. Then I just take my phone upstairs, try to make this art. Once I find something interesting that captured my attention, I'll try to save that thing so that tomorrow, any free time I have to, I can just try to make research on that or try to work on it. So my old day is actually piled up. I actually made a video, but I've not posted that video. I made a video a couple of I think about two weeks ago now, see my phone. I just set my other phone camera there. Then I just like I just made a little bit of video to show people that this is how I actually end my day. And the way I end my day is by sitting right here in my computer table and trying to figure out things, trying to make research at the same time listening to calm music and other stuff. Not all this hour and Nigeria have to breathe and the rest. But trying to listen to maybe still music and the rest that made me think more on what I'm trying to make research on what I'm trying to learn. So I do a lot of things. I'm I work with Photoshop. I basically like now as I'm on this podcast now, I'm also trying to like complete an artwork for someone, a music artwork for someone. So wow. like and at the same time, my Android studio is open. I'm like Maybe once I'm done with maybe the artwork or for instance, I just say I want to take a break. I don't want to work on that again for now. Can just go Android Studio, continue or just switch to like like that, like that. Mm. But I must say my day is really tied up. I like the time I spend on my computer is even more than the time I sleep. Mm. Interesting. Okay, so um, one more thing before you go, because you seem busy. What is like yeah. your um, your advice for future techies coming up? I have I have cousins that are willing to drop everything down and just go heads in into tech. What what is your advice? Because what I tell them is, you are going to be discouraged. The the country is going to discourage you. The the financial states, I don't know how rich you are, but you cannot be you cannot be as rich as having everything you need at your comfort zone. So you are going to be bothered, you are going to be disturbed. How what is your approach or what's what do, what do you think I can tell them to give them that motivation, not to discourage them? Because I feel that I'm discouraging them, not not to discourage them to go into a tech. Yeah, you like you said, you feel you are discouraging them by putting like financially, like 
when it comes to money aspect, you're putting that front first, which is not good. Yeah, which is not good. So if they want to go into tech, tech is a, like an open space for everyone to come into. So like, for instance, let's take for instance, now when I was going into tech, I, must, I can say that I can boldly say for the past two years or two years that I've achieved something for myself or I would say my name has gone somewhere. May not be vi- it might not be viral, but my name has gone somewhere. So I always then when I say, okay, or my uncle did not say, okay, please we go into tech and all this stuff or go learn programming and all those things. I might just be sitting down at home now. I don't have business. Do you know that it was when I started like tech um, programming class in Java, that was when I now had like more knowledge about computer, even the basic things in computer, I don't know then. Wow. But now, nothing you tell me like to do or thinking do this thing or computer or know this. People do call me Clinton, I want you to do this thing. Clinton, I want you to do this thing. Clinton, like, it's because of that passion. I, like, nobody discouraged me, rather, they were encouraging me, encouraging me to go more into it and all this stuff. So never you discourage them. The future is still far. The future is still bright for them. So they can come into Texas and we all can make waves together because I do I do like when I see my fellow teenagers making waves. Like I'm on LinkedIn. I I joined LinkedIn a couple of years ago, but I was not active on LinkedIn. Yeah, but I I, I, I like I saw that. I saw when you joined LinkedIn the other day. You sent me um, a, a follow request. Was it they call follow request? I think they call follow request. You sent me a follow request. That time you had only seven connections, and like the second to or third day when I went back to your profile, I saw like a hundred and thirty nine connections. I was like, how? When? Where? Yeah. So, like, like I said. I joined LinkedIn long time ago, but I started like posting more of that, like showcasing what I was. Because for instance, there was one thing that was actually weighing me back right from time. That is here to showcase what I was. So that actually weighed me down for a long time. There are a lot of things I can do, but I don't like to showcase it out there to people. But there was a day I like, I spoke with Tayo and all this stuff. Then he like gave me a little bit of advice. Since that day, I I got over it and I started like that was the, immediately he gave me that advice. That was when I made one tech um, like a tech motivation video. I don't know if you watched it. It's on my LinkedIn. Yeah. That was when I just picked up my phone. I just did something. Should should before it's hard for me to talk. Maybe. Like now we are talking on a podcast that people, let's say maybe thousand people or more than hundred people are going to listen to out there. Before it was very hard for me to talk on a podcast like this or to even show my face. Before, if you go to my any of my social media and you don't, you hardly see a picture of me. Even my profile picture, I can just leave it a black background and other stuff. But since I got that inspiration and I said, okay, Clinton. It's time you have a lot of things, you know a lot of things, you, have, you know how to do a lot of things. So it's time to show people what you can do. 
And I did expect that video to go viral. I uploaded that video almost all my platforms, apart from my Facebook that got my first Facebook that got deleted. I just created a new one a couple of about a month ago. That video went viral on Facebook. A lot of reshare, likes, comments, and other stuff. I posted it on Instagram. It got more than one thousand, or if I'm not mistaken, by now it should be more than. But then. He had like more than a thousand views and other stuff. Wow. It increased my followers. Yeah. Presently, I was actually, I will posted it on LinkedIn. Say presently, yeah, today I just went to um, and I saw that I already got like six thousand plus followers. Wow. Then my other account is almost it's like the backup account that I created two weeks ago is almost a thousand plus followers and other stuff. Wow. So when I see all those things. I just feel like, yeah, LinkedIn. There's something in you. How which my parents did not support me right from time. See, I'm not sure you even hear about anybody called Clinty, or we will not be having this conversation today. In the yeah, in right the on. last two years, yeah, in the last two years, I know like in 2021, 2021, I feature in the like the first ever King Cyber Festival, which was aired in just and partly online too, because due to COVID nineteen and other stuff, I was I was one of the tech speakers for that program. Then in that same twenty twenty, I achieved so many things that if I start like saying another stuff in that same twenty twenty, I got best Java developer in twenty twenty. 2020 by Google. Then in by 2021, Google. I was amazing, yeah. amazing, amazing. Then in 2021, I was nominated for the most enterprising youth South South because I'm from South South Edo State. Wow. And I won that category in 2021. Then in also 2021, I was featured in one of um, KCC and Nationwide magazine, which which was like, I had an exclusive interview with KCCA. Then that interview, that magazine, that magazine was actually shared to nationwide, almost every country, parts of Europe, America, and the rest. Those magazines were there. So if I look at within the year 2020 to now, I would say that that is when I really achieved a lot so far when it comes to tech. tech that, that was so, a year. Yeah, that was my best year. So if you are going into Texas, don't expect it to be as smooth as others that you are you are inspired by or that you want to be you want to be like them. Don't expect it to be smooth like theirs at first. You just keep you just have to keep working. Like yeah, keep working. That is what I would say basically. Just keep working, trying to bring out those things that you know how to do best. Then hopefully one day your name will be heard across all platforms. Like today, I just, today I sat down, I was thinking about something. I said, for instance, now, let's say there's a, because in this, in this, all this social media, we have sometimes to do see some nonsense video, useless video. Let's say, for instance, when they just got out those type of nonsense video, you see all those top, top blogs and celebrities, they will be reposting that stuff which is not meaningful. But when they see a video of a kid 
or a teenager who has made something, who is trying to make name for himself, who has made something that is very interesting. Sometimes they do like what that person has done, but you see it's very hard for them to actually repost you. Mm. I've seen it a lot. But when it comes to all this video about all that um, stuff and all those things, you see them posting from their page and all those things. So, yeah. And when it comes to news platforms too, you do see normally what I work on now. Like all these news platforms give more space to think, especially when it comes to technology. They should give more space to them to showcase what they have. Because today you see, for instance, you want to go out, you want to publish a picture or a story on Plus News. When they give you a price, sometimes I do reason that do these people even think at all? Or do they think that you are working? You are just trying to show people at the what you can do. So I think that's one thing Nigeria should work on. Not always money, money, money. You should try to also help others. Especially when you are doing well. I don't mean when you are not doing well. For instance, there was a couple of days ago, a, a video was trending online. And I think about 15 or 16 years old boys said they wanted to do Yahoo and all the stuff. You saw the old blog started posting it. But make a massive, like John, John on LinkedIn, that guy is so good. I saw some things that he, he like, he has created and all the stuff. Recently, he said he was working on, I think, a AI machine or something that you can just tell him, tell the machine what you want and it's going to code it or so. But he didn't make full details about that stuff. So I didn't actually get the details. Let's take uh -oh. for instance now. Someone, someone was able to create something like that. Normally, by now, I should see almost all blogs carrying mm -hmm. that post and saying, whoa, look at what this 15 or 16 years old boy just did. But no, they are not. That that picture is just, if you search that picture online now, the only place you see is only on the social media platform. All that is not posted. For people who follow him on the social media platform and see the importance, they are like reasoning in his own perspective, they will share that post because they know that this boy is about to become the next Mark Zuckerberg or Big in Nigeria. Wow. Um, thank you for your time, Clinton. It has really been a wonderful hour, I think. It has, it has been a wonderful hour. We I hope yeah. to um see you more on the podcast. Thank you very much for your time. You're very welcome, and I hope to come here often to share my thoughts about text this and all. You're yeah, welcome anytime. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just a DM away. <laughs> yeah, I know. The DM so you all go follow me on my social media platform at I am Clinton Ima. Or if you just type Clinton Ima, you see any social media. All right. So next. If you have any work or you want me to work on a project, if you want me to collaborate, I'm always available if you want to talk about something. I'm always available. And if you want to drink cold things, I'm available.
Yeah, I'll, I'll be, I'll be sure to, I'll, be, I'll, I'll be sure to leave the link below. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, until next time. Yeah. So, Clinton, aside from the podcast now, right? You said something. You were yeah. saying those end phrases. Can you?